Hey y'all, welcome back to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Today I'm your host, Sue Barunatsky, and it is Wednesday. It's Wednesday, I think August 5th right now, but you could be listening to this in the future, so it may not be August 5th. And all hopes that I have, I hope that it is March, March 5th, in whatever country or whatever year or whatever century you're in when you're listening to this. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to start off, like always, if you want to reach out or connect with the show, feel free to do so on all social media platforms. You can look for Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, or you can look for me specifically as AJ Vandertunt. If you don't want to do that, you can always reach out to me by email for the show at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at the gmail.com. Um, and today I feel very generous. I am not giving you a curse word limit. You can curse me the fuck out all you want. And I'm here for it. I want to read some really good emails. I want someone to call me a father fucker, slut ass bitch or something. Like just something so random that all I can do is laugh. If you give me a good cursing out, I'm going to read it on the show because I find them to be quite hilarious. Um, But aside from that, y'all, we're getting back to our Tuesday episode schedule. I wanted to push the show out a little days so that way I could give you a preview of Sip and Smoke. And now that you got your preview of Sip and Smoke, we're getting back to the normalcy of the show where I'm going to start posting again on every Tuesday. Um, but I hope you all have been good out here. Uh, you know, the world itself, it's always changing, turning, spinning, creating new viruses that are going to fuck us all up. But... I still love being here anyways. Um, So today's show, we're going to get into a little topic, a little subject that I find very near and dear to myself because you know what I had to do? I had to eat my own muffins this week. And when I say eat my own muffins, that means shit just wasn't the best, but I had to make sure that I was prepared to handle the things that were coming with it. All right. But let's start us off um, with a little news. A little news that I want to come forward first with is that the American Heart Association released a statement today that smoking marijuana may not be good for your heart, your lungs or your blood vessels. In a study that was reported by the American Heart Association, they have noticed that the study group of Americans that they participated with, who maybe smoked a little bit of the devil's lettuce, had a little taste of the succulent salad, or decided to say, Mary Jane, um, some of them had irregular heartbeats after smoking, and this was about an hour after they smoked. Um, They had heart palpitations in some case. Some people reported a little bit of chest pain. These are signs that could be things going on with your heart that could be possibly affected by smoking marijuana. Now, I don't know the full um, scope 
of this study that they did. I'm only going on the news report that I read that is available right now on CNN.com, or you can also find it on the American Heart Association website, uh, which I think is heart.org. And you can read the report there yourself. You know, like I say, research, not me search. The information is out there. So go ahead and check it out. I don't know. Um, I don't know the full details of what they were talking about because I just glimpsed over the actual report. I'm going to get more into detail and more specifics about it. But weed may not be the best for your heart, but I don't expect to see myself stop smoking at any point in time. Um, you know, just one of the things I got to honestly say. So another thing that I do want to talk about, um, that's been in the news lately, this has to do with global warming or climate change. Um, it hasn't been in the mainstream media. When I say mainstream media, that's going to be like CNN, Fox, uh, CNBC, maybe C-SPAN or all these different things that are there. Um, It's not in those news outlets, but global warming, as we know, is something that affects the entire world. It's global. And I've seen reports and more things happening over and over again when it comes to the glacier melts around the world that are melting even faster than were expected. Um, In the Antarctic, how sea ice and land ice are receding at alarming rates how in parts of Florida, there is flooding that is occurring year-round now because of sea level rise. Um, 60%, if not more, of the Great Barrier Reef has now died. And that's from the raising, rising temperatures of ocean water. Um, these things that we don't necessarily take into play, but have started to occur at alarming rates that we have never seen before, it's, you know, it's insane. It is insane. Um, it's insane. So do your research. Uh, we do know that the carrot in the White House has removed the United States from a lot of agreements and councils and groups that were meant to fight global warming because his interest is for going back to fossil fuels, which got us to this point in the first place. You know, I guess when you're stupid, you just want to double down in your stupidity. And we see that happening. I mean, if you didn't get a chance to see his latest interview, which was through Axios and it was on HBO, it is quite the comedic performance. I have to say that I laughed probably about 92% of that damn interview. I watched it and I laughed because he's fumbling around with just stacks of papers saying that, the coronavirus deaths are the least in the world when it comes to the United States and we have the lowest death rate. And the Axios interviewer, bless his heart, literally was trying to say, hey, so what you're reporting is one demographic that isn't correct because you're not reporting the demographic of COVID deaths related to population of the United States. And it would only make sense to talk about COVID deaths within the population of the United States because these are the deaths that are occurring in our country. Of course, Carrot got very mad 
very, very mad, very flustered and started flinging his papers all over the place. Couldn't even balance what he was trying to say. (sighs) At first, I used to call the man an idiot, but this is an insult to people who are actual idiots. Um, This is just like watching a train wreck that we cannot turn away from. And it's just... It just gives me my muffins every morning, my comeuppins all over the place. Um, Another thing that was in the news that I do want to talk about, this came about Mr. Joe Biden and that he's going to pick a black woman for VP. Um, A lot of people are talking about there's multiple options that are out there. Um, Six women in general have been brought to the forefront, but we do not know if these are going to be the people that he chooses. Um, Three of them that I know are Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, Stacey Abrams, and Karen Bass is another one that I know um, that the media are saying could be the top picks, but unfortunately we don't know. Each of these women, um, and there are more, that are a part of the shortlist that has been generated by the media, all have great careers in politics. They are all strong and upstanding women who I think any one of them could do something great for this country because if Joe Biden chooses a black woman as his VP, I'm pretty much just going to call her the president. I'm like, look, you're the president. I'm looking to you for the things that need to be done, not him. I don't really see him doing much in office. I don't see much benefit to him other than he's not Trump. So his vice president uh, selection is going to be probably the most important thing to me that he can do. So, y'all, make sure that you get out there and vote this year. Um, Voter suppression is real. Uh, You know, voter suppression was very prevalent earlier in American politics. And we're talking about the 50s, 60s, even in the 70s. Um, It was big in the news. It was big things that were talked about. We don't talk about it now because a lot of times now people look back like, oh, no, we're good. We can all go vote. We can all go vote. But if you look at the primaries that occurred over the last couple of months, we've seen voter suppression in action where polling sites close early, Polling sites aren't letting people come and vote. We have situations where there's understaffing at polling sites and all these different things. And now we've got Carrot Top sitting here talking about that melon ballots are only going to create voter fraud and everything. Now, I saw a beautiful post, and this is the only time I will call a post beautiful when it pertains to somebody who is a Trump supporter posting it. They posted boycott the election on November 3rd because we don't support melon ballots. Please, Trump supporters, boycott this election because the election's still happening no matter what. So you go ahead and sit your ass at home and express your rights to not vote. Please do, bitch, because I will be so in heaven if you do that. Um, but, of course, Carrot has been out there sp- spreading false rhetoric about melon ballots creating voter fraud and it's going to be millions of ballots sent out to illegal people or people who shouldn't be able to vote which i mean honestly if you're in this country you should be able to vote 
that's the only thing I can say. If you're in this country, you should be able to vote. I don't give a fuck about your past. You are here and you are affected by the things that happen in politics. So your voice matters. So you should be able to vote. If you are here, you should be able to go to a voting poll and vote. You should be able to do your melon ballot, whatever. But just for anybody who out there who thinks that melon ballots are going to create fraud, they do not. Uh, multiple states in the United States have been doing voting uh, melon ballots for decades, for decades, and it's never been an issue. If you are a registered voter, you have the right to vote. And we are going to see that, of course, with coronavirus and the pandemic and everything that's occurring, they want to keep us socially distanced. People are going to be afraid to go and gather at these voting places because you're standing in line a lot of the times. And with this election, you're going to be standing in line with a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be out there voting, so you're going to be standing in line. So to increase safety, to increase comfort in voting, there, of course, will be mail-in ballots. And a mail-in ballot, what's going to happen is you're going to get your ballot in the mail. It's going to come to you, to your address that you have as your registered voting site. And it's going to have the candidates for each position that are available. And it's even going to have a brief statement with their stance and what they want to do if they win that position. You fill it out and you mail it back in. Or you can even physically drop it off to a site that is collecting the mail-in ballots. This does not create fraud. People will not be able to vote multiple times. You cannot create names and addresses just to vote because, again, there's a voter registration database that is going to be compared with the votes that are submitted. Just think about that. The same way you can't sign up for multiple accounts under the same name or the same email address for something as small as Netflix, you won't be able to do this with voting. If you're comfortable with signing up for Netflix, Honestly, you should be comfortable signing up to do a mail-in ballot for voting. It is not the end of the world. It is not going to create fraud. It is not going to create an unbalanced system. What it's going to do is going to give every American the ability to vote and make sure that their voice is heard. That's what mail-in ballots are going to do. And, of course, Carrot Top is very afraid of that. Very afraid that people are going to actually be able to express their vote. People are going to actually be able to express their power. People are going to actually be able to say in his damn face, we don't want you in that presidential office and you cannot deny the voice of the people. Now, there have been conversations and debates of what if he doesn't accept the election results? What if he doesn't decide to leave the White House? Well, you know what? A lot of people don't like to accept things, but at some point in time, they're going to have to relax those muscles and just let it slide on in. And that's what's going to happen here. Once he's out, he can try to fight and deny it all he wants. But at that point, you've said yourself, with your actions, American democracy never meant anything to you in the first place, which means you are a liar from the moment that you opened your mouth to run for president. I mean, this is just going to prove it because you are a liar ever since you opened your mouth to run for president. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Just one other thing before we actually get into the actual meat and potatoes of today's episode. Thank goodness you will not be able to vote for Kanye West 
for president. Um, I am so happy that I think I was reading and I heard just in a few different spectrums, but again, research, not me search. He has missed the deadline for multiple states to register to be a presidential candidate. So thank goodness that is a small victory for me. That is a huge victory for the American public because I knew a bunch of hotep dumbass niggas would probably vote for him and waste their vote voting for Kanye West. If there's any chance that you could still vote for him, please don't vote for him. If you decide to vote for Kanye West, all I would like for you to do is go to your local hardware store, your local CVS, or even Walmart, purchase a fluorescent light bulb, and eat that bitch like it's corn on the cob. I just want you to chew on that ground glass and swallow. Maybe get some water. A little bit of water. A drop of water. Just do that. If you were going to vote for Kanye West, seriously, go eat a fluorescent light bulb. I hear that they're tasty dipped in syrup. So maybe dip it in syrup. But just go eat it. Eat it. <laughs> All right. So today's episode, we're going to call this Bad News Bottoms. So Bad News Bottoms. You probably wonder why I'm thinking about that. Um... Today's episode, I want to talk about bad news. Whether you got to deliver bad news, maybe you're receiving bad news, bad news. You know, we always in our lives, we have these moments and times where we interact with people, maybe friends, family members, a potential lover, and it's not always good. You know, a lot of times we want life to just be lollipops and sugar canes and gumdrops and Liquor raining from the sky, particularly rum raining from the sky. But that's not how life works. Um, Life is hard. It sucks. Some days you don't want to get out of bed. Some days you don't want to look in the mirror. Some days you don't want to get in the shower. Some days you don't even want to brush your teeth. Because it can get that hard. And it gets hard because... Sometimes we have bad news to tell people, or sometimes we receive bad news. You know, one of the things that's bad news for me is maybe my boyfriend's in the kitchen cooking pancakes, and then he comes in and says, hey, so uh, the pancake batter fell on the floor, so we only have one pancake to share. That's bad news to me. Not the worst news, but it's bad news. Um... So bad news. When you get bad news, what happens? Sometimes you shrink into a small place inside of yourself. Sometimes your defenses go up. Sometimes you get angry and you're ready to fight, scream, and maybe just kick a small child in the face or maybe cut the arms off of a teddy bear. Bad news. It really can fuck with us. But bad news can be beneficial too. So when you're receiving bad news, you're already receiving something that the person who's explaining it to you or maybe the source that you're getting from maybe didn't want to tell you this in the first place because they knew it was going to fuck with you. They knew it was going to literally dig deep into you and get you out of your happy comfort space. But they knew it had to be delivered. So when they deliver the bad news to you, Sometimes they try to do it in a manner that is 
softballing it on in. Maybe trying to guard your feelings. But it's not easy. So let's talk about the delivery of bad news. Earlier this week, I had to eat my own muffins. I had to uh, deliver some bad news to somebody I really care about. And it was hard. It ate away at me all day long. I contemplated not saying anything. I contemplated sending a text message. I contemplated just disappearing, ghosting. And I didn't do any of that. I'm happy I didn't do any of that. Just ghosting could have been so much worse. Not saying anything would have been three million times worse. Because eventually this news is going to come out. Even if I don't say anything, the news is going to come out. That's what happens. Take into consideration, y'all, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, no matter what bad news you hold inside, eventually that bitch is coming to the surface like Jack when the Titanic sunk and Rose left him in the water in that motherfucking door. It's coming to the surface. It really is. And we got to think about how we deliver it. So if you're going to deliver bad news to somebody, the first thing I'm going to tell you, don't make it a joke. Do not make it a joke. When you joke and you're delivering bad news, it's going to seem very disrespectful, especially when that news is going to affect somebody else. Because to you, you may try to joke about it to get over the nerves or the scariness of delivering it. To them, you're not taking their feelings into consideration that you may be dropping a life-shattering bomb on them. So don't joke. Another thing, don't beat around the bush. I know for myself in the past, whenever I had to deliver bad news, I would say like, Hey, how are you? How's your day going? Let's just talk about some stuff. Oh, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch Sailor Moon? Oh, it was so good. By the way, I happened to run over your cat with the car. But did you also see Game of Thrones? That is not good. Not good at all. I did not run over anybody's cat, just so we all know. But that is not good. Don't beat around the bush. When you have bad news, it's quite honestly easier for you and for the other person who you're delivering the news to to just rip the Band-Aid off right away. Just sit down and say, hey, I ran over your cat. I am sorry. Let's talk about it. It's better to do it that way than to sit here and beat around the bush and build that person's anxiety up and up and up to deliver them the bad news and then expect them to say, oh, well, it's okay. It's all right. And that leads me into my next point. When you're delivering bad news, do not get defensive when the person you delivered bad news to gets defensive. It's their right to get defensive. It is their feelings to get defensive. They have all the right in the world to be angry, upset, and defensive, and maybe even disappointed at the fact that you're delivering this news to them. Even if it news isn't directed towards you, or if it's nothing that you've done specifically, 
They have the right to react how they react. The same way you probably reacted when you received the bad news that you have to tell them about. It's okay. And then also understand that the delivery of the bad news, not always, but a lot of the times, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the friendship, relationship, or whatever connection you have with that person. Bad news is just a moment. It's what happens after the delivery of the bad news that actually determines the future. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I may be talking to somebody out there who's listening to it. I may be talking to myself just to get myself back on track. But bad news is not the end. It's actually the beginning. It's the beginning of whatever process of healing or separation that is about to occur. You know what? I feel like I just dropped a gym, so I'm going to take a little break, get a little water, maybe do a little dance, get down tonight in here, and I'll be back. Hey, y'all. So shopping for clothes is never easy, especially for me. I feel like I go into a store, I get lost or I get annoyed or there's rude children or rude people who work there and I just don't get it. At the end of it, not only am I missing money, but then I'm Smeckledorf, bamboozled and completely confused on the products that I bought because I was just annoyed and trying to get out the store. So I love to shop online. So you're probably wondering why I'm bringing this up. Well, part of today's episode is sponsored by Salvatore Franco. Salvatore Franco is an online fashion designer who has great clothing for men and women and non-binary people through their website, salvatorefranco.com. And because you're a listener of Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy, you can get 25% off of your order no matter what you order by using the offer code AJV25 at checkout. That's A-J-A-Y-V as in Victor, 2-5 at checkout. When you use that offer code, doesn't matter what you buy from the website, you get 25% off the order. I have some of their V-neck t-shirts and their trousers, and not only are they comfortable, but the fabric quality is amazing, and you're not going to be gypped and buying clothes that are maybe going to last one cycle. So if you're interested... Check them out at salvatorefranco.com. That's Salvatore spelled S-A-L-V-A-T-O-R-E, Franco, F-R-A-N-C-O.com. And remember at checkout, enter offer code AJV25. That's A-J-A-Y-V as in Victor, 25. It'll get you 25% off your order and you can get all this amazing items without having to brave the coronavirus going to a store. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, y'all, I am back. I'm back and back again. All right, so let's keep talking about this bad news. Now, bad news, when you are going to be delivering bad news, we all know that it's not something fun. Um, it's something that we're all going to have to do in our lives. And you can look at it the way as an employer looks at it, but you can also look at it the way 
of this is something that's going to take you and that person that you're delivering the bad news to another level. Now, as you deliver the bad news, you want to prepare yourself. Um, You want to prepare yourself for the person's reaction, but you also want to prepare yourself for your reaction. Now, like I was talking about before we took a break, this bad news, it can be shattering. It can be upsetting. It can throw this person into defensive mode. You do not have the right to match their energy with defensiveness or anger. You don't. You're the person who has already had a chance to process this news that you're delivering. And you need to be the stable person there to deliver that news. So even if they get angry and start crying and they get defensive, you still remain that open person delivering that news. Now, don't let them disrespect you. Being disrespected is something completely different. But make sure that you give them the opportunity to speak their mind back about what you just said. When you're delivering bad news, make an effort to be encouraging about it, to say that you're there to help go through this process, but do not shove it off like, oh, hey, so I just wanted to tell you that, you know, um, I happen to spend all of the rent money um, on Pokemon cards. That's bad news. That's bad news of being irresponsible. So don't come behind and say, but I got tons of rare shiny cards. No, that is unacceptable at that point. That is an unacceptable way to do that. Now, let's say you're delivering bad news of, okay, so I just found out that our employer is closing down and we're all going to be out of a job. That is an opportunity where you can at least make an effort to be encouraging. One thing to say like, hey, maybe you're talking to a friend and you're getting laid off together. It's not our fault that this happened, but maybe this is an opportunity for us to do something different. That's a way to be encouraging, but then also give that person a chance to voice their opinion. Because let's talk about it. Losing a job is probably one of the most traumatic things when it comes to American society. Because jobs and work is what we do to make money. I mean, more than 50% of us are the working poor. We work paycheck, I'm sorry, we live paycheck to paycheck. And we work like slaves only to make less than what we're worth. So to be told you're going to lose that completely after you busted your ass for weeks on end working, it's hard. It's hard to take in. So even though while maybe you have the opportunity to process it, that the job is coming to an end completely now, that person that you're delivering the news to has not had that time. So while you can be encouraging, still make sure that you give that person the chance to express how they feel of what's going on. Do not be vague in what you deliver as well. When you're delivering bad news, specifics are important. Vague or gray areas can lead that person to think about multiple other things that have nothing to do with the bad news. Example. Hey, babe. So I was going to make you chocolate chip peanut butter pancakes, but I'm just not going to be able to make that happen. Now, Y'all listen to me. If you uh, probably 
don't have working eardrums, you probably listen to me for two years now. And uh, y'all know I love pancakes. So if somebody were to tell me they were going to make me chocolate peanut butter pancakes, but then they just turn around and say, well, the chocolate peanut butter pancakes aren't going to happen. I want to know why. I need specifics. Is it because Venus is in cycle around the Earth right now? Is it because there's been a polar shift and the whole world is about to end? Is it because I stepped on a thumbtack? Or maybe it's because peanut butter is no longer in existence. Aliens came and they took all of the peanut butter. I need to know why I'm not having my chocolate peanut butter pancakes. And if you can't motherfucking explain that to me, you shouldn't have opened up your mouth in the first place. Now, that got a little tense, y'all. I'm sorry. But don't fuck with my pancakes. But you want to be very specific. So maybe the specificity, maybe you mean specific of why I can't have my chocolate peanut butter pancakes is because we don't have any chocolate chips. Or maybe we ran out of peanut butter. Something like that. And it's very superficial for me to give it off this way. But you want to be specific about the news that you're giving to somebody. It's only going to make it worse and leave a bad imprint on their mind if you're vague and not full of details and at least able to answer some of the questions that they are going to ask you. Um, and don't give advice when you deliver bad news. Unless the person asks you what to do, don't. When you deliver bad news... Sometimes you just got to let that person feel the emotion from it. You just got to just sit back and just say, okay, either I'm about to get hit with a left hook, I might get kicked, or maybe they're just going to turn around and walk away. And sometimes you just got to prepare for that. Uh, it's hard. Delivering bad news is hard. Bad news bottoms. <laughs> it never gets easier. So then let's talk about the other side of it. When you get bad news and you feel these emotions and things that are going to come up. The bad news that I received, it put me in a very dark, confused and fuzzy headspace. I wasn't the Andrew that I typically am. I wasn't really laughing. I wasn't really smiling. I was throwing on the fake laughter and smile to make sure that I got through the day. But as soon as I didn't have to smile anymore, it would drop off my face immediately. Thank goodness we have to wear masks right now because most people could not tell that I wasn't smiling. Most people could only see my eyes and I could fake a smile with my eyes pretty easily. But once I was alone, I felt the weight of that bad news on me. It was like sitting on top of me, just on my chest, crushing me. Because I knew that not only is this affecting me, but now I have to deliver this news to somebody that I really care about. And I'm pretty sure it's going to crush them as well. So I had to give myself a moment to feel those emotions. Just like I said, when you're delivering the bad news. You got to give that person a moment to soak it in. Maybe understand it for themselves how they can. 
you got to do the same for yourself. Let it just soak in for a minute. Feel that emotion. You have all of the right in the world to feel emotion. You don't immediately have to jump to what is the next step. Sometimes you just need to just breathe it in for a moment. Then after you breathe it in, you got to remember that the world keeps moving. This world does not stop turning and thank goodness it hasn't stopped yet because I don't want to be fried by the sun. That has to do with the electromagnetic field of the earth. If you're not familiar with it, please go to NASA.com. NASA can teach you a lot about space. I can also teach you a lot about space, but this is not a space episode. But I just want to say that your world is going to keep turning even when you receive the bad news. And it's your obligation to yourself to pick yourself up. We all have, or hopefully we have, or if you don't, hopefully you can find a chosen family, your biological family, or somebody to be your safe network and your safe space. That safety network that is there to make sure that you are good no matter what happens in this world. And sometimes you need to connect with them. You might have snot running down your nose, tears coming out your eyes, But this is the group of people who don't care. Maybe they'll hand you a tissue first and say, hey, girl, wipe your face before you try to hug me because I like this shirt. But they're still there for you. And sometimes you're going to need to run to them, especially when you get some bad news. Maybe you need to run to them and just let it out and vent it all out to them and say, "Okay, now that I got this out, if you got to go deliver this news to another person at that point, maybe it can be easier on you. You know, this morning I woke up because it was literally less than 24 hours that I had delivered bad news to somebody I really care about. And I didn't even sleep in my bed. I didn't sleep in my bed. I slept on my couch. I was in this terrible, terrible, just depressive funk that was on me. It felt like it was literally painted on my skin of this just depressive, just self-loathing, self-hating feeling for what I had to tell another person. And I started off my morning calling the person that I had to deliver the bad news to. And they answered. That was a very powerful moment. I delivered news that I knew was going to shatter their world. But they still answered. Understand that I'm saying this, that even when you deliver bad news, life still goes on. The birds are going to wake up chirping because those bitches don't understand what you just had to do. Children outside are still going to be playing because those little guys and little girls didn't understand what you had to do. The sun is still going to shine because the sun does not burn out, at least not in our lifetime as of yet. Pancakes are still going to be made because pancake batter is always made at some point. (laughs) Somebody in this world is right now is mixing up a pot of pancake batter. And if you're mixing pancake batter right now, you know what? I'm giving you a remote hug because you're doing one of my favorite pastimes right now. But the world continues on 
even after bad news comes into our lives. So as I woke up and I'm laying on the couch and I hear the birds chirping, I hear all these things outside, the sun is shining, and then the person that I delivered bad news to answered their phone and still said good morning to me, it meant the world to me. But still at that point, I was in this very negative space in my head, didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say, and I just sat there. And then we got off the phone and I had to talk to me. I had to take myself out of Andrew, look Andrew in the face, and exactly what I said to myself, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? How the fuck are you going to sit here and be moping around the first thing you wake up in the morning? It's not going to change a motherfucking thing of what happened yesterday. And it's not going to change today if you're sitting here self-loathing and feeling bad about the fact that you were truthful and honest with the person and they accepted it even though it hurt them. I had to look at myself and I had to say that to myself. I had to look at myself and say, self, we're awake again. We are up. We are alive. So what the fuck are we about to sit here and do? Sit here and be mad that I had to deliver bad news? Sit here and look at a box of townhouse crackers, which one are super fucking delicious and buttery, and not eat them because I have an issue with some shit that I had to tell somebody that I did? Like, bitch, what the fuck are we about to sit here and do? Sit on this couch all day and not take a shower and be stank and upset at the same goddamn time? Like, what what the fuck? How does that work? So I had to look at myself and I had to say, self, get your ass up. Because even if you want to sit here and be loathing and play the victim, you know what's not going to happen. Your feelings are not going to change if you don't change them yourself. Now, I don't recommend you saying that to the person you delivered bad news to because they have their own space to work through it. But for yourself... The world keeps turning no matter what the fuck we do. It keeps turning. If you have the power to stop the earth from turning, please come talk to me because I would like the earth to stop in one space and just let sunlight destroy that one one area. And then we need to be able to get the earth back spinning. And I apologize. I just clean burped as I was recording. But the world keeps going. And... Sometimes you got to talk to yourself and say, look, you did the hard part. You delivered the news, but don't forget there's still life after the news has been delivered, no matter how it was received. So that's just a little bit that I wanted to talk about because bad news, it has its place in our world. It has its place in our society. I mean, we have the term for it, bad news. Um, Because we have to deliver it. And I, again, don't know who I'm talking to. Don't know if somebody other than me, me needs to hear it. It gets better. It gets better as we go through it. And you'll find out that liquor still tastes the same that lollipops are still delicious, that video games are still great. And you're going to get through this. You're going to get through this. You're going to smile again. You're going to have that moment 
where you sit down at the table with your pancakes and you're going to build a pancake fort from them. Maybe with the sausage guard. It could happen. All right, y'all. That's all the time I got for you today. So thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please uh, give me five stars on whatever app you're listening to. Rate me, review me. Spread it, share it with friends, family members. I mean, we're already spreading COVID at an alarming rate. So why not spread my whiny nasally voice at an alarming rate? But if you want to interact with the show or if you just want to reach out to me at any time, feel free to do so on all of the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or AJ Vandertunt. Or feel free to send me an email, which you have no curse word limit today. Uh, and that email address is lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy, at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read everything we have to say. And you know what? We're getting to the point. I think next week we might do a little mailbag episode. So look out for it. You might hear your content read. Have a great day, y'all. Have a great weekend. Just have a great life. I'll talk to you soon.